0: Significantly with President Tim Trainer, This podcast provides our listeners with an opportunity to learn more about the Mount, our alumni, and how we live significantly. We're very excited for what is coming up next. We live significantly and can't wait to offer you an inside look into the Mount. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce President Tim Trainer. Hello, and welcome to the Mount St. Mary's University podcast, Live Significantly with President Tim Trainer. I am very pleased to serve as the president of Mount St. Mary's, and on this episode, it is my pleasure uh, to welcome Dennis McGuire, class of 1982, to the Live Significantly podcast. Dennis worked for the Walt Disney Company for 24 years, rising through the sales ranks to attain head of North American sales in 1994, before being tapped to serve as their president of international home entertainment from 1999 through 2006. Dennis then moved to Paramount Pictures as president of Worldwide Home Media, managing all movie sales on DVD, digital, and pay TV distribution. Welcome, Dennis. Dennis, can you?
1: Thanks for having. Go ahead, Dennis. Sure. Dr. Trader, thanks. First off, for having me here. It's certainly an honor and I'm humbled to be here. Uh, I also would like to start off by uh, thanking you and congratulating you and your team uh, for the energy and spirit that you brought to Mount St. Mary's over the past few years. It's really exciting to watch.
0: Well, thank you, Dennis. It's it's great to be here, and it's just a, a as you know, a wonderful place uh, to live and serve. And so, uh, I'm I feel myself very fortunate to be here. Um, Dennis, can you tell us a little bit more about your uh, work experience in Disney and how you began your career there?
1: Sure, Tim. Uh, maybe I should start with how I brought my career or started my career there. It's kind of an unusual story, but I got out of school, as you mentioned, in the spring of 1982, and went back to Philadelphia. Um, once I got back home, I I did what I was used to doing. I headed back to the caddy house and started caddying that summer. I got a job bartending. I was playing golf on Mondays, a few dollars in my pocket. Life was good. I came to the first September in my life where I wasn't going back to school and I thought things were great. It was then my mother looked at me and said, you need to get a job. So I, uh, hit a, a, uh, A spot of reality there. My mother kind of slapped me back into reality and I went out looking for a job. Well, through high school and college, you know, I spent time talking to other people. I saw some friends, friends of my older brothers get jobs. A lot of guys got sales jobs and they were given cars for that. And uh, I was curious about that. I thought, well, I'm tired of hitchhiking. I'd like to get a car too. So I went to the supermarket. I wrote down every consumer product house possible from Coca-Cola to Duracell, from Pepperidge Farm to Campbell Soup, and I sent resumes and cover letters out to hundreds of consumer product houses and unfortunately got a lot of no's in in the space of those few months that fall. However, I did reply to a blind ad in the Philadelphia Inquirer looking for a sales rep for a major entertainment company. And sure enough, I get a call from the Walt Disney Company in the fall of 1982. They were looking for an area sales rep for their new video division. Of course, 1982, Disney wasn't the company that it is today. And me being a kid from Philadelphia, never been at any of the parks, never been on a plane before, didn't know a whole lot about the Disney Company, except for what I remembered watching as a kid on television. And my first question was, does it come with a car? And the Disney folks said yes, and I said, I'm in, let's go. And I actually had a spectacular career there. You know, answering the second part of your question, or the first part of your question, second, how was uh, my work experience there? Well, I-, I have to tell you, it was, it was you know, not to be corny, but it was a magical ride for 24 years at Disney. I... um I got in on the ground floor of the home entertainment business, which turned out to be a $50 billion industry around the world. And I was there at the ground floor of that. And that home entertainment business actually helped propel the Walt Disney Company into the media juggernaut it is today. And I had a front row seat and watch all this action. So it truly was a great career.
0: Wow, Dennis, there's a, a lot of uh, good lessons in there. First off, I, I, I love it that you cited your mom. Moms are great, uh, for sure. And uh, they can get us uh, get us pointed in the right direction uh, at times like we all need. Um, and, and the motivation of a car, you know, what better motivation? You know, that's a great motivation to get a, cer- a certain job. And I'm really glad. To- I've heard Disney is a wonderful place to work. And so you describing it as a magical ride doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah, I, I also noticed that you're a board member for Enrichly. Um, can you tell us uh, some more about this stream streaming ed, uh, edutainment platform?
1: Sure, Tim. Um, it, it is a new venture. It, it's uh, hitting the market. I've been working on it the last two years with a fellow out of Kansas City. I'm very excited about it because, as you mentioned, it is a streaming platform. However, it's a curated streaming platform for applied learning and active problem solving. You know, it's full of uh, learning networks across social movements and educational strands. It's designed to complement problem solving in the classroom and the workforce. It's trying, it was designed to close the gaps in learning for students, educators, and practitioners. So if you have a social movement or an educational strand, this is the place where you can search it, find films, podcasts, keynotes events in the in your neighborhood or books about that subject it really was created tim to help people learn share and find common ground with others so it's a very exciting platform and i'm really excited to get it going this fall
0: that that really does sound uh, uh um uh, sound interesting and i and i wish you the best on that um you know, you, living significantly is about resilience, and you certainly understand that and have demonstrated that in your career. Uh, can you tell us what motivated you through selling movies to mom-and-pop video stores to selling to the top retail, digital, and broadcast media companies around the globe?
1: Sure, absolutely, Tim. Um, I guess first I'd have to say uh, the product motivated me. When you have the chance to sell... Snow White to Lion King, Little Mermaid to Aladdin, Remember the Titans to Invincible, and then, of course, later in my career, selling Pixar product and Marvel and Star Wars product. The product truly was the best of all entertainment, so the product certainly did motivate me. Secondly, I was fortunate enough uh, in my career to to get in on an entry level uh, industry, I got in uh, into a job that was constantly changing When I started. I was selling mom and pop video stores. They turned into blockbuster from there, I went to toy stores, mass merchants, grocery stores, supermarkets, uh, drug stores all across this country, and got a chance to sell to them. I then moved in my career. In addition to selling retailers, I was selling people like Comcast and B in, in London. From there, I, I went on to sell people like Apple and Amazon and Google. So my job constantly changed, and I was always challenged to change with it. And so that helped me helped motivate me to continually learn new things and apply those learnings in new, new situations. So that kind of kept me motivated throughout my career.
0: Well, I, I fully understand the product motivating you and and you're getting in on the entry level in, or in uh entry level in different industries it's uh I will tell you those uh the product for Disney there with the I still have a my wife and I still have those uh, VHS tapes uh back from when our kids were growing <laughs> up like Snow White Mulan ones like that and uh <laughs> we keep them uh, well,
1: I was probably I was probably fortunate enough to sell a lot of families, Lion King, both on VHS yeah. tape and then on DVD again. So uh, <laughs> it was truly a, a job that kept on giving.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we got both uh, both uh, forms of media, too. So, <laughs> Well, thank you, Dennis. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Excuse me.
1: Thanks. We know that you have many when it comes to giving. So, why not choose your mountain home? From enhancing academic offerings to athletic programming, your support ensures that our students continue to lead lives of significance. To make your gift, visit MSMary.edu today.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Dennis, I want to shift the discussion to talking about the the Mount, uh, more about the Mount and your experience at the Mount. First, can you, when you were going through the college application process, what made you choose the Mount?
1: Oh, um, that's a great question, uh, Doctor Trainer. Let me let me start. Uh, give you a little background. Uh, I am one of seven children to Irish immigrant parents. My parents came to this country to you know, find a better life. And although they weren't educated, they pushed education as a path to success. So when I went off, uh, you know, when we were going about school, my older brothers, I had a brother that I was born in 1960. I had a brother born in 59, 58, 57. We were we were truly an Irish Catholic family. My older brothers were great athletes and they got a chance to uh, use that athletic ability to get into Malvern prep school. Uh, You might've heard of it. It's a prep school outside of Philadelphia, independent Catholic school run by Augustinians. And it was a great education up at Malvern that we all got a chance to go to. From there, my brothers went to Georgetown, Delaware, Cornell, and all others. But me, I was looking for a solid, business school. And more importantly, I was looking for an environment and an education that I was used to from Malvern Prep, this small, independent Catholic school. And Mount St. Mary's fit the bill. They had a great business program at the time. I'm sure they still do. And I was looking for that type of environment where you knew the teachers, you knew each other, you knew the classes, you knew your your, um, fellow students. And the Mount was spot on for me, the right choice at the right time.
0: Well, it does sound like it was a great fit for you, for you, Dennis. And yes, we still have a top-notch business school. So, thanks for acknowledging that. <laughs> During your time at the Mount, who had a? Uh, is there anybody in particular had a significant impact on your life?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I would be remiss and, and probably get in a little trouble if I didn't say the single biggest impact on my life was I met my wife at the Mount. Uh, Karen McClatchy also was class of 1982. <laughs> Karen and I have been together 40 years, married 33 of them, and have four beautiful daughters. So first and foremost, the most significant person I met at the Mount was my wife. Um, However, as I look at the school and look back and reflect on my time, you know, I, I probably would have to say that I'd have to give credit to the well-rounded liberal, liberal arts education that I've received. Uh, I remember as a freshman taking a senior-level course in logic. I believe Father Fives taught it at the time. I loved the course, and I loved specifically helping the seniors, given I was a freshman, learn logic a little bit better. I also remember Dr. Zarnowski in the stats class. Uh, And I really enjoyed that too. But I loved all the business courses, marketing, business law, quantitative methods. But I got to tell you, I really had great insight and still talk today about some of the classes I had in gospels and philosophy and other courses. So I really would have to say that the biggest impact besides meeting my wife was really the great liberal arts education and well-rounded education that I got from Mount St. Mary's.
0: And that's, that's inspiring. Well, I, I got to share, Dennis, I also met my wife uh, at, uh, at college uh, that I went to, and uh, we have three kids and have been married uh, f- uh, for 34 years now. So uh, I, I understand how significant that is from college, but also this whole idea on a liberal arts education, that's one of the things the Mount does the best. And I think it prepares students holistically for life in the future as demonstrated by your example. So thanks for sharing that. Sure. How else did the Mount prepare you for life outside of college and for you and your career?
1: Well, I guess the other thing, I don't know if you know or not, but um, I worked full time uh, at the Ott House uh, in in Emmitsburg my junior and senior year. And I, I got to see firsthand uh, the patriarch of the Ott family, Bud Ott. He had a painting business. He worked all day. He would go home for dinner. He'd come back each evening to the bar, and he would walk around the bar and greet patrons and clean up and bus tables. And I really looked at him, and I thought, he reminded me a lot of my father. The work ethic that my father brought to this country, it seemed that Bud Ott had the same thing. His two kids, Bobby and Susie, still run the bar today. They were taking over at that time, and they took a chance on me you know, uh, a college kid to come into the town and they were looking for someone to you know, be reliable. And I was reliable. And I had a great two years with those folks. But I tell you, it's probably the biggest thing I learned and what they taught me was about hard work, family and loyalty. Uh, and, And those learnings that I got my few years there at the mountain working at the odd house, those learnings of family and hard work and loyalty have stayed with me my whole career.
0: Those are wonderful, wonderful lessons to take away from work. And, and I can see you taking uh, those away from the outhouse. I mean, my wife Donna and I uh, uh, still uh, frequent um, that, uh, that pub, and, and we love talking to Bobby. Uh, we, chat, we were just chatting with him a couple of nights ago uh, when we were over there. Um,
1: well, make sure you say hello for me.
0: I definitely will. Um, uh, thanks so much, Dennis, for what you've given us so far. Let's just take a final break and we'll be back in a moment to wrap up this edition of Live Significantly. The team behind our team is our dedicated Mount fans. Please visit mountathletics.com to check the schedules of your favorite teams and to learn more about our great student athletes. Go Mount! Welcome back, Dennis. In a video with eSpeakers, you mentioned that when you graduated, you didn't know exactly what you wanted to do. Now that you've had a successful career, what would be your biggest piece of advice for someone getting out of college now and entering the workforce?
1: Another great question, uh, Doctor Trainer, and I, I hope uh, some, some of the kids in school will, will heed this advice because I thought it was great. Number one, I, I felt or I feel that. You surround yourself with people who have ambition. Surround yourself with people who want to be successful. That's, a, that's the first start. While you're in college, seek out the people that have great ambition and stay with them. Secondly, spend all your time talking to folks in the workforce. Talk to aunts, uncles, friends, friends of aunts and uncles, whoever you can, ask them what they do for a living. Then ask specifically, what is your day like? You'd be surprised what you could find out from people in the workforce as they tell you what their day's like. And more importantly, it will give you an idea of whether you want to pursue a career like that. So I think that's real important, too. And then lastly, work hard. You know, pretty simple, but work hard. And if you find a good boss or a mentor, stay with them because it's good to have a sponsor as you go through your work life.
0: Well, those are great. Great lessons for uh, our students now to take with them as they they see they start to enter the workforce. Dennis, I know you've done a lot of public speaking. Can you please share with us what you've learned from speaking to large audiences?
1: Sure, Tim. Um, I would say speaking to crowds large or small, the job of the speaker is to engage the audience. Now, that sounds easy to say, but how do you engage an audience? Well, you tell them a story, you make it visual, you show a picture, you ask a question of the audience. But above all, you need to be genuine because the audience will understand if you're genuine or not. So even if you know the subject matter cold, spend the time and the effort to think of a way to engage the crowd in a creative way because that will make the difference for you.
0: Oh, that's so true. Be authentic and be genuine. That that really uh, connects with people. I know I I connect with speakers who uh, come off that way. And so as our our final question, Dennis, do you have any final words of wisdom that you carry along with you that you can share with our listeners?
1: Sure, Tim. I'll I'll give you two. One I learned along the way and and one um, that my mother taught me a long time ago. So. I was going to tell you earlier, my mother would come up in this conversation again, but I I saved it for the end. But I'll tell you, one of the things I learned along the way was hard work is more important than intelligence. And many times kids today come through academia, they're smart kids, and they get ahead because they're smart. You get into the workforce, you find out very quickly that hard work trumps that. So imagine if you're intelligent, if you worked hard, and then you are intelligent, you're good at school, and then you apply some hard work. It's it's unstoppable. So hard work beats intelligence. That My mother always told me, and I, I got to tell you, I kept it with me my whole life, is treat others as you want to be treated. I used that advice throughout my whole career at Disney and Paramount, and it really served me well.
0: So true. I mean, you know, hard work and... Uh, in, intelligence going together hand in hand. That's that is what uh, we all need. <laughs>
1: that's it's all. a great combination.
0: Yeah, certainly. Uh, unfortunately, that's all the time we have today. Thank you so much, Dennis, for taking the time to talk with us today about how you lead a life of significance through hard work, dedication and leadership. Be sure to visit the Mount's website at msmary.edu slash podcasts to learn more about how others are living a life of significance. Thanks again, Dennis, and go Mount!